This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Once again, that number, 800-259-9231. As always, lots to talk about tonight. Something I wanted to carry over from Saturday night's show that I, I mentioned that we would get to, we just didn't have time for it, was a story about uh, yet another high schooler who has gotten in trouble for some sort of a creative assignment. Uh, we've Over the past couple of weeks, we've had, since since the uh, Virginia Tech shooting, yeah. there's been an, an extra spate of high schoolers getting in to some sort of uh, pu- punishment at their school. In many cases, some of them being arrested for writing, uh, in the case of Saturday Night Story, it was a violent essay. Uh, in the case of a couple weeks ago, the student was encouraged to, in a creative writing class, uh, to go to the extreme and or was encouraged to just make stuff up and he did he made up a violent essay and he was uh ar- arrested as well so you know, apparently if you include as a, a young person in government high school today if you include any sort of violence or allusions to violence even if you're not actually talking about killing people in a school or or trying to I don't know, make up content that has something to do with school shootings. Right. I mean, it's not like it, it might be somewhat understandable if you mention the uh, the, the PE coach uh, yeah. by name and then eviscerated him, uh, you know, nailed him to the wall or whatever it is that you're going to do, especially if you use bombs. Bombs would be a, a very scary thing in today's culture. So I, but in this case, you just have to talk about violence or somebody dying and that kind of thing. And I don't know about you, but it seems like every book I read has somebody die. Yeah, I mean, it's it's seems a natural to be part of the dynamic. Right, that's I mean, entertainment. Yeah. So now it has happened again, hmm. and I, I predict it will continue to happen. You know, we've talked before on the show. Um, I think with uh, actually Denny Ladone sent me this story. He's the gentleman who programmed the Columbine game, the yep. Columbine Mass- Super Columbine Massacre RPG. Very engaging individual. And uh, he, po- he pointed this out to me because I had mentioned to him, I, and I think I mentioned, I'm sure I mentioned it on the air, that when I was in high school back in the late 90s, uh, there was a, a very popular video game out called Doom. And it was uh, one of the, the, I don't know, the grandfathers of many of the first-person shooter-style games that mm-hmm. you'll see I remember see the name of it, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, and one of the things that Doom was was great for was it introduced the world of multiplayer to these first-person shooter games. Up yeah. until this point, they had all um, pretty much been single-player games. Well, this allowed other people on other computers to get into the game, and that opened up a whole new world of, of I don't know, play playing opportunities for the game. It also was a game that uh, was the first real it was the first game that users could easily modify and so there was all these different tools that came out for it you could make your own maps you could make your own graphics wow. you could there there really wasn't anything about the game that couldn't be changed and modified including the you know the way the be, the enemies behaved in mm-hmm. the game i mean everything mm-hmm. and so now Thanks to Doom, a lot more games are doing that these days. A lot now, now when a game comes out, in many cases, the uh, the video game developers will actually release the modification tools with the game. So not only do you get the game, but you also get all the tools you need to create your own worlds and create your own levels and that sort of thing. Sounds nice, but very dangerous for people who don't like freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, and so what I had done in the late 90s was I made a uh, a graphics patch, as they call them, for Doom which included scanned photos 
of my high school, uh, some of my high school administrators. <laughs> now this was pre-Columbine, you understand? That? Oh, yeah. So, I, although just barely, certainly anti-social, um, it probably at that time wouldn't have, wouldn't have been considered criminal. Yeah, they would if, be investigating you. Well, they yeah. would pull you aside and have you talk to a psychiatrist. I probably would have been arrested. So they they take kids and they put them into a school system. Their parents have to pay for. They keep them in the school system, despite the fact that they're often uninterested, mm-hmm. taught look-say reading, so they don't know how to read many times, would like to be out and out there in the workforce, but in many cases, like in the state of New Hampshire, they push for these laws that force the towns to keep kids in school until they're 18 years of age. Right, or, or raise 17. the minimum wage, which they did here recently. Yeah, exactly. So they, they put them all these kids in the schools, and then they expect that somehow in these classrooms – these kids aren't going to be bored, frustrated, or resentful. Now, uh, what what is it? What is look say reading? Oh, look say reading. Uh, it, it's it's something that they actually started back in the late fifties with Dick and Jane, uh-huh. and uh, it's it's called sight reading in some cases, whole language literature. Mm-hmm. They they put all these different appellations on it, and essentially what it is is it's a turn away from phonetic teaching. They don't teach you the phonics based method of breaking the words into syllables, you know, learning the sounds of each letter. They, they, many kids who are diagnosed dyslexic have no physiological problems in any way whatsoever. They just weren't taught phonics. Mm. And uh, there's mm. this man, Sam Blumenfeld, who I had on my show uh, numerous times, great guy. Uh, he wrote a book back in the 70s called The New Illiterates and How to Prevent Your Child from Becoming One of Them. And he said, look, the government school system is using this. The, they're, they're promoting this thing as the great idea. They give you a word, and they have you... Guess or memorize what the word is. Mm-hmm. And then you have to memorize a list of words. And so, for example, I saw this little kid one time in this bookstore where I was working, and uh, he was six and a half, and his grandmother brought him in. She said, oh, he's looking for some books on sharks and an ocean life. And so how old is he? She said his age. So I said, oh, well, we have some books appropriate for the kid, first, first or second grade. She goes, oh, no, no. He has some trouble. He's really only at about three-and-a-half-year-old level. So I said, hey, buddy. I said, wait, hold on, ma'am. I said, I wrote down the word doctor on a piece of paper. I said, hey, buddy, can you tell me what this word is? He said, and you could tell exactly what he was doing. He was taught to do this. He goes, he looked at the word and he goes, uh, dinosaur? He was wow, seeing the D to... and the R. Right. right. And he was guessing a word that he was familiar with. Hmm. And oh I said, my. Yeah. So then I said, ma'am, this child hasn't been taught how to read. She goes, what do you mean? I said, look, watch this. So I took another little piece of paper the same size and I wrote D-O-C on one piece. I said, hey, buddy, can you, can you tell me what that says? And he looked at it, and I said, just tell me what the letters say. And he goes, I said, what does the D say? So I went through it, and finally he goes, the doc. I'm like, right. And then I did the T-O-R on the other sheet. Mm-hmm. And I said, what does this say? And he said, uh, and he goes, tour. And then I put them together in front of him like any good phonics teacher would, right. or like they used to do an electric company, for God's sake, right. or, uh-huh. you know, whatever. The, the, the alien Between the lions, yeah. And I said, now what does it say? And he said, Doctor, and I said, "Ma'am, this kid is not being taught phonics. Mm-hmm. They're giving him sight words. Go and get a phonics thing." So anyway, wow. you get all these kids now. Ten years from now, that kid would be in school. He's an intelligent kid. Right. He has interests, but he can't translate his interests into absorbing any information because he doesn't know how to read. And it, that's crippling. Yeah, and I'm not saying that all the kids who are violent like this are, you know, in in, in like like the Columbine kids or whatever mm-hmm. are 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 are. are they're created by this system, but you have a much higher probability of having problems with kids yeah. who can't absorb the information. Hence, 
We have all these psychiatrists. What's wrong? What's wrong? Uh, you know what? The bulk of the kids, they're not taught right. They don't want to be in school. They don't want to be in a government system. And you could have been put up because you were interested in doing this and you, you resented being there. Maybe the, you know, the school system or whatever. Or you thought these people were boring or whatever. So you put it in I as a joke in your game. Yeah. yeah. And and so this is happening. You talked about this on Saturday night to uh, bring it right around. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. Well, now, what, what the system you're talking about, I can see why that would frustrate a child and, and make things different. This is not how I was taught, and I would. I'm to pretty school. sure it's not how I was taught. It right. Was taught in the late right. 70s and early 80s. That's why you guys have achieved so much. Good job. But um, you know, I can see why it would be because what they do is they um, in in the sense that they teach the um, kids words rather than how to sound out words. Right. Is they hand them the information here, absorb this information. The children are unable to go. Go out and learn that you know choose yeah. what they're going to learn because yeah. they don't have the ability to break them up. Now exactly. at some point I'm sure they do must learn how to read phonically. Uh, I mean just it well, would, strangely, maybe like maybe not. Strangely, a lot of them don't, and yeah. that's that's one of the things. This guy Sam Blumenfeld from Massachusetts, he takes adults and he and he exposes them to phonics, and these people are like, what are you what are you doing? Because they they have not been taught the rhythm. They can't even break words up. They can't like I told this woman. I said, look, next time this guy sees this word. He'll know that the word is doctor, and if you add an A-L to it, he'll be able to read doctoral. He won't know what it means, but he can look it up and at least pronounce it, which is exactly how we all learned. Yes, it's, well, that's how we, I continue to learn. Yeah. And that's why I can absorb new information. I, I don't have to be fed it every yeah. time. Is the reason they're teaching this way to teach to a test to where the kids can I don't think it started that way. It was, those certain words it was on actually it? part, it was all part, it came from John Dewey and a number of others, and in the one, in, you know, we talk about conspiracy theories. We'll in this case, it's this, provable. The You're education right. thing is definitely a, uh, a conspiracy yep. against the, uh, the people of America. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com. Live streams are there. An entire, uh, well, a broadband version and a dial-up version, both for free. Two sizes will fit virtually any Internet connection. We do it free at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to talk with New Hampshire natives and those who've made the move, as well as socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. It's a good time, so register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. Dot com. In fact, we uh, we will be going and talking to the president of the Free State Project here in a few moments. But first, I want to go to Gene, the Christian anarchist, on the line in Tennessee. You're on cool. Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Gene, Hi, the Christian. Hey there. Ian, Ian, you got the you got it backwards. What did I get backwards? You're calling. Well, you're calling this a, a conspiracy because uh, people want to teach sight language, sight learning instead of phonics. And then you call 9-11 a non-conspiracy. So, <laughs> no, no, no. How are they associated? No, 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 Gene. I just don't care about 9-11. And I was talking, okay. and just, I was talking in general about the government's, uh, the, the education socialist people and their conspiracy to dumb down the working class. It's more than just teaching, uh, just teaching the see-and-say method. Okay. It's, uh, it's a anyway, huge I'm gonna, thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that... Uh, the, the thing against phonics is not a conspiracy, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, there's two learning methods. One is called phonics, and it's far superior to the other learning method, method which is the sight learning method. Left method, excuse me, mm-hmm. a little tongue-tied. But my wife uh, has the unique situation where she's learned two separate languages, 
uh, on two separate uh, methods. Because obviously in Chinese, there's no phonics. No phonics. So, so to learn Chinese, it's a requirement that you learn by the sight method. Well, because it's, every it's, character is uh, different. And there is no real phonics to the Chinese language. Gene, but is it? Learning. Yes, yeah, Gene. Uh, Gene, I should just say that um, uh, I have to just uh, pause there for a second because the two are should in no in no way be connected or correlated because China Chinese and Japanese are pictographic languages. Phonics, the alphabet, the Greek alphabet, is a phonetically based sound symbol system. The, the symbols stand for sounds at their root, and combinations of those symbols create new sounds. So they are not analogous in any way. And I just have to tell you, I'm sorry to disagree with you, but if you look back at John Dewey and you look at some of the progressives from the late 18th century into the uh, late 19th century into the early 20th centuries, it was planned to try to get people who would conform to certain work patterns based on the Prussian style and... That plot then led into what has now become a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is that, just to finish up, which is that now there are so many people who depend on special needs teaching for their livelihood, there's no reason for them to try to change because all these special needs teachers will be out. So what started as a plot with American progressives in the United States has now become something that is more than the plot because you have so many people dependent on teaching these kids who can't read. Right. Why should they it, change? I want to make it clear once again. I wasn't suggesting that the CNC method was a in itself a conspiracy. I was talking about how the entire education, government education system was essentially a plot, as you put it, to foist to make this underclass of, of essentially muprons uh, that you know <laughs> that are just incapable of, of doing certain tasks. They're they're only oh, capable no. of working at a at a menial task, a menial uh, job sort of thing, and their their uh, their intelligence level has been artificially restricted by the system that was that was set up to do that. Yeah. And there's there's definitely whatever, evidence. Whatever, yeah. whatever Dewey had in mind when he started his system, which I'm sure. You know, he had ulterior motives like everybody else. But the most of the people that are promoting it today honestly think it helps dumb kids learn a language. Now, That's I think right. they're mistaken. I think it proves, I, I think that phonics is a far superior system for learning English. But, uh, but I'm giving the example that some languages, you have to use the sight and say, and I disagree with your... Uh, Fair With enough. A fair, it's a fair example. Yes, I, I understand. Gene, I understand, uh, and we 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 you know comfortably disagree. Thank you for I, the call. Absolutely, thanks, Gene. Uh, and I have to just say that I, I don't believe that your examples, as I said before, are analogous because it's, it's they're two different oranges, languages. Exactly. Is what you're saying. And the human mind, when you're dealing with the uh, Greek alphabet and uh, English, particularly, but other types of uh, Greek or Latin-based languages. Um, that are phonetically based languages, the human mind works in such a way that you will eventually become so accustomed to certain words that you've learned phonetically, they become sight words. But the process has to go in that direction. It has to go from the small up. It has to be basically inductive rather than deductive. Well, I can see the advantages to understanding um, phonics when you're dealing with a language that you can sound out new words. I mean, Absolutely, that makes perfectly good sense. It's definitely right. the best way to teach it. Now, I also want to make it. I also want to make it clear that I don't think that every teacher is part of this socialist plot to dumb down 
kids. I think most teachers are honest, good people that want to help kids learn. Unwitting pawns. That's well. That is pretty much what they are. They've uh, they've been placed into this system which is so rigid. It uh, y- you cannot actually innovate in the government school system. A lot of them don't even probably don't even think that what they're teaching kids is causing any problems. Some of and, them do, and some know. of them would like to make a change, and yeah. they can't. A lot of a lot of them are idealists. They'll get into the system with the idea that they can they can change it from the inside, and it doesn't take very long before they're beaten down within the system yeah. by all the rules and the red tape. And then they just go right along to get their pension and do do what they have to do so true. Uh, to make their lives comfortable. And kids are suffering as a result. Now, well, let's go uh, to Varen Swearingen from New Hampshire. He's the president of the Free State Project, a man that uh, this uh, education talk probably rings pretty uh, pretty close to home, as Varen. I believe Varen is a homeschooler. It does, and, and uh, we teach phonics. And i got to give a nod to Sam Blumenfeld. Uh, we have uh, some friends in common. And I think he's got the uh, phonics deal pretty well figured out. Uh, he's a brilliant man. And John Taylor Gatto, who uh, won the award for Teacher of the Year in New York and wrote the book, The yep. Underground History of American Education, cites Sam yep. Blumenfeld. Sam's in his 80s, and he's a good friend of mine and was a good friend of my, my father's, uh, Varen. And uh, he's got it down, and he predicted it. And he has gotten the uh, the transcripts from some of the meetings, from NEA things and, and some of the inner workings. And just to let people know, the conspiracy was definitely there with Horace Mann, John Dewey, and they were progressives. There are even quotes from Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, not even just obscure education people. And it wasn't a malignant, uh, they, you know, they, they weren't trying to be malicious. They just thought, look, there are certain people who are just designed to be doing certain kinds of work. I find that we'll malicious. Have a better society. Yeah, they, they, they didn't think it was malicious. I find it malicious. Right. I find it disgusting. Well, they're the central yeah. planners. Now, Varen, what, what drove you um, and your wife to decide to, to homeschool your kids? What was the. Uh, the deciding factor there well um part of it part of it goes back to my own our own experiences in government schools i went for 11 years to government schools and i escaped uh, my senior year in high school uh in fact the the friend in common of sam blumenfeld's uh that i cite would be uh, marshall fritz who's the founder of the alliance for separation of school and state yeah and uh, little known fact marshall ran a school for a year and a half prior to founding the alliance and uh, I am one of three graduates of that school. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, so it was just your own there. personal experience that the uh, the government schools were just so awful, you just decided you couldn't put your kids through that. Yeah, not just not going to put them. And, and we have the resources to homeschool, so we do. Excellent. Hang on, Farron. We're going to bring you back for some more. Uh, Farron Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project. Maybe you've got a question for Varen. be a good time to ask it. At 800-259-9231. I think we've got a little bit of good news to announce about uh, the Free State Project continuing to sponsor Free Talk Live. All that coming up. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. Or if you've got a question for Varen Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project, 800-259-9231 is the number for you. And that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, including the bulletin board system. Over 225,000 posts. 
uh, posts, and over 1,400 people are interacting. It's all completely free. bbs.freetalklive.com will get you to it. That is bbs.freetalklive.com as we bring Varen back on the line with us, uh, back on Free Talk Live. Hello, hello. Hey, Varen. So, Varen, um, there's, I guess, a little bit of good news to announce. We were very concerned at the beginning of this month because... Uh, one of the guys who was a major contributor to the Free State Project sort of dropped off the map, and that was a, a good chunk of his money that he was contributing was going to fund the Free Talk Live slash Free State Project advertising campaign. And yeah. uh, since then, there have been some you know talks behind the scenes. Our listeners are, have been very concerned about the Free State Project possibly leaving as an advertiser on Free Talk Live. Of course. Free, uh, Free State Project has been our longest-running advertiser, so obviously that would be uh, tragic. And uh, I know that they've certainly expressed some of their concerns to you and the rest of the, the members of the board. So yep. I guess you guys are staying on board for uh, for at least the foreseeable future. Yeah, the um, you know that represented a portion of the Free State Project uh, sponsorship, and right now we don't have a replacement in place for that. However, the remainder of the sponsorship. Uh, that we have had, uh, the plan is to continue that for the foreseeable future. Uh, we're meeting actually tomorrow night, and I believe are going to pass our fiscal year budget, which is not in line with the calendar year. So that uh, rough, for roughly the next year would be included in that. So you guys are staying on board. It's just going to be a slightly reduced schedule for a for a reduced rate. Obviously, uh, we'd love to get it back up to its its former level, and for that, you guys are going to need to do some fundraising. And, uh, and that's right. And, and that's something that um, what we're working on now is preparing a budget that will allow us to expand the various areas of the budget depending on what donors want to contribute. And radio sponsorship is one of those areas that we plan to make available. So if there are listeners who appreciate the Free State Project's um, support of Free Talk Live, then in the very near future there should be a way uh, to make a donation that says, look, keep the sponsorship alive, and that would expand what basic level we're going to provide uh, in the budget. And right. that way people can express their their support really of both at the same time, the Free State Project and Free Talk Live. Sure. And, you know, until that gets implemented, of course, people are free to join the Free Talk Live AMP program. Great way to just throw a few bucks behind the show. And if a bunch of people do that, then uh, that goes a long way for us. Enough about finance. Absolutely. Uh, so it's good. to. I just wanted to let our listeners know that you guys aren't going away. Um, because yeah. they were concerned, and 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 I and I have to give you, um, you know, and and the listeners a kind of a kudos and results um, report in that Free Talk Live is the the most predictable and consistent source of new Free State Project participants. Mm-hmm. So for all of you out there listening who have joined the Free State Project through Free Talk Live, thank you, and uh, come visit us. Um, you've been running ads for Porkfest here. Yes. And that's an excellent time to come up and see what's going on firsthand. It's going to be a lot of fun, I, I imagine. I know. I expect we're going to have a lot of people in Free Talk Live uh, ge- um, gear out there. I know there was a huge I, – I was shocked at how many Free Talk Live listeners showed up at the uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. I mean, I knew, I knew we'd do okay as far as pulling people there, but I certainly didn't expect it to be a, you know, a solid fourth, if not a third, of the, uh, of the attendees that were Free Talk Live listeners. It was amazing. It really was. And uh, and I'm always still surprised and and elated when we get the the emails that we do from time to time of somebody who'll say, yeah, you know, I found you guys two years ago and I kept hearing you talk about the Free State Project and it got me so excited I decided that I was going to sign up because you know it's different uh, it's different running Free Talk or Free State Project commercials on Free Talk Live than it is on any other radio station because. 
No, we're members, and so we've actually, right. not only are we members, but we're early movers as well, and so we can really sort of tap into uh, the different activism things that are going on here in the state. Like we had Russell Canning on the show on Saturday night for an entire hour, which, uh, which you know, having him and Lauren Canario and, and having the political victories announced on this uh, on this show really does a lot to get people excited about what's going on here in New Hampshire. So, yeah, so and Baron- that's, really the, that's really the goal, the... Uh, Long-term goal is to create enough of that victory that we've got a free state, hence the name Free State Project. Yep, exactly. So was there something in particular that you wanted to get on the air and talk about tonight with the Free State Project? Well, you know, it's funny because I could probably talk for hours and hours and hours. I'm sure I could bore you to tears about the Free State Project. But (laughs) um, among – obviously, I wanted to get the word out that, that, uh, no, we're not evaporating or stopping our sponsorship of Free Talk Live. I know there were some questions about that, and, and that just comes from the, the budgeting timing. Right, it was more about exactly planning as, than anything else. It, was just, it wasn't yeah, quite in place. Yeah, the planning was the problem, and that was an internal thing on our end. But, but there was never a plan in place or, a, or an initiative taken to stop sponsorship of Free Talk Live. So I wanted to make sure that got out there. Sure. Um, and, of course, it would be great to talk about uh, Porkfest. Another thing, I don't know if there are any listeners of yours in the D.C. area right now. But this sure, week I'll be down in D.C., um, and if you know of any, that's that's great if you're listening in. Um, I'll be at a, a happy hour hosted by the Reason Foundation on Thursday evening and then giving a presentation to Reason Magazine great. on awesome. Friday. Fantastic. So, so there's a little uh, outreach going on there also. So the New Hampshire Liberty Forum was, of course, the event that you guys did in February, and I thought it was a smashing success. Apparently it actually yeah. turned a profit, even with the uh, the multi-thousands of dollars that it cost to get John Stossel out there. And uh, you mm-hmm. guys are working on cranking out like a DVD of the event, oh, aren't you? Great. Yeah, we're working on that. The first step to that, um, in fact, just uh, yesterday I gave the, the raw footage to Irina, to work on piecing together a short version of that that we hope to have available prior to Porkfest. And then we're going to have a longer version of the DVD, which will include footage from the entire Liberty Forum. We don't have a schedule for releasing that yet, but we're working on getting the footage and are going to start to put that together uh, as soon as we can. I know how long editing can take. It's a, it's a painstaking but uh, sometimes rewarding process. Uh, hopefully it'll be out by the end of the year. Do you think that's safe to say? Um, <laughs> I would say yes, it's safe to say, but that uh, certainly I wouldn't put any guarantee on sure. that. I hope it's out considerably before that, because as I'm sure you would expect, we are planning to do Liberty Forum again. Mm. In right, and that'd be a great promotional tool. Absolutely. There's actually a chance that we may do it uh, in December of this year, 2007. Um, and the reason for that is, and we don't, we're really in the early stages of planning right now, but Florida just moved up their primary. New Hampshire may move theirs up again, and we're contemplating having it before the primary. Uh, it could be a really good idea, Varen, especially given all the attention that will be on the state of New Hampshire at the time. We'll be having all the networks in there. They're going to be camped out at all the hotels. And, of course, that uh, also is a consideration for you for booking a hotel. Right, yeah. So we're working right now on figuring out, you know, what can we book and how are we going to know that we're going to actually have that space and not get bumped. Right. And yeah. that the primary is going to happen when they think it's going to happen. You know, those are, it, it, those are factors. And, you know, Varen, i got to say, uh, I was just bowled over by the uh, the amount of, of great people, the, the level of intellectual capacity of everybody who attended. And, you know, Mark and Ian were broadcasting live, and it was so amazing to see all the people who had turned out. And we were talking about, 
while I was there, I was talking about talking to people. I said, "Man, all these people have come from Free Talk Live, and and uh, people came from Holland. Uh, a man named Andre mm-hmm. came from Holland, from Texas, from uh, California, Florida. It was an it was an amazing event, and it just goes to show uh, those people who haven't come yet." Uh, what they're missing, and I really hope they'll think about it because you guys did a wonderful job. Irina, everybody behind it was great. There really was just an excitement and electricity in oh, the air. Yeah. That was, uh, I mean, that was my first time really yeah. going to an event that size, having never been to Porkfest. That was really my first exposure to that, and I expect it'll be a similar sort of atmosphere at Porkfest, just maybe even more of a party-style yeah. uh, a- atmosphere. People camping out all week, having fun, oh, drinking, yeah. that sort of thing. So it'll be much more relaxed, uh, no suits. Yeah, but- the look and feel of Porkfest is different if you if you haven't been before. But in either case, one of the reasons we do this, and I can't stress this enough to the listening audience, is we can talk on the radio about New Hampshire, and you can read on the website about New Hampshire, and you can study until your eyeballs fall out. But until you come here and look, you don't really get the feel of what's going on. Absolutely the case. Varen, hang on. We're going to bring, if you've got another uh, segment, we'll, we'll hold you over for it. So hang on. 800-259-9231. I know we've got at least one call for Baron. If you want to make a call and talk to the president of the Free State Project, perhaps you have a question for him, you should do that now. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Though we'd prefer you had a question for Baron Swearingen right now. He's the president of the Free State Project. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And join us online at freetalklive.com. As I mentioned before, the AMP program. You know, we've we've taken a slight hit in uh, in income because the Free State Project has, you know, they've got they're in a serious budget crunch right now. They could use some contributions, but so could we. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more, uh, more about the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is simple. If you like Free Talk Live, you want to help us spread the message of freedom and liberty, and by proxy, the message of the Free State Project, of course. Then, uh, then send us three bucks a month. It's a totally voluntary option that is a great way to help support the show because when that money comes in, we take it in and we don't spend it on paychecks. It goes right back out into promoting the show, getting advertising, uh, purchasing advertising in Talkers Magazine. Our ads look better, uh, in my opinion, than any other ad in that magazine. They're very professionally done and uh, they're, they're, they look good. That gets us in front of program directors' eyes. It helps us hire an affiliate relations guy to make phone calls to radio stations. All of these things and, and more, all of them are listed at amp.freetalklive.com, along with the perks you get access to, like the AMP-only phone line, uh, the AMP-only forum and chat room, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. We're back on with Varen Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project. And, Varen, I want to go to the phones, because Kevin in Georgia is on the line, and he's got a question for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Got sure. you, Kevin. Yep. Okay. Um, hey, this is, uh, you wrote my letter about a month ago. It's born again, Kevin. Oh, I don't remember. You'll have to summarize what the... Uh, it was just me telling, I was one of the listeners that had been listening for two years and, you know, got mad at my, my family because I was getting so frustrated with everything that you guys were talking about, but felt felt like I couldn't do anything about it until, you know, the Free State Project came along. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So anyways, when I was, uh, one of the Free Talk Live to FS peers, um, although I haven't joined yet, um, I'm definitely interested in it, and uh, I'll be up there for Porkfest and whatnot. 
Cool. Great. Uh, so you're one, you're one of the fa- I want to meet you. You're one of the phantom listeners that's out there that hasn't yet because if you know the Free State Project knows tangibly how many signups we've gotten them, but mm. what they don't know is how many people are out there really intrigued, really interested, watching and listening very carefully to what the Free State Project does and getting more and more excited as as time goes on. What might I ask is holding you back from joining the Free State Project at this point? Um I just want to get up to New Hampshire during Pork Fest and check things out. To oh, make that'll sure, see, you know, that'll seal the deal, won't it, Varen? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah absolutely. Right. I, mean, I just want to, you know, and I also want to take my wife up there and make sure everything's okay with her too. So and I don't think that'll be a problem. I just want to. Yeah, if you're you know, interested, uh, being here is uh, you'll see a lot of advantages. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, you got you you were talking earlier, Baron, about uh, donations. Like I'm already in Amper, and you know I, I do what uh-huh. I can there, but. Uh, yeah. I'd be, I, I am really interested since I did learn about Free Talk Live via, I mean, Free State Project via Free Talk Live, um, about donating for that cause to the Free State Project. Okay. Yeah, you can go to our website at freestateproject.org slash donate okay. and make a donation online there. And if you notate it, Free Talk Live, we'll make sure it gets to the right place. Okay. Uh, you, can, you can either use PayPal or you can send a check to our PO box. Okay. And we'll uh, make sure that gets to the right place. And by the way, I I should just mention as an aside, I'll talk about this a little bit later on, but on Saturday night I got to meet the founder of PayPal, Jason. Oh, that's so cool. A man named Peter (laughs) Thiel. It was the Adam Smith Awards Dinner uh, sponsored by the Foundation for Economic Education, and he is a hardcore libertarian. They sold the business, but just to let you know, when you go to PayPal, it was originally started by a person who, who really understood freedom. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I know he uh, he probably made a pretty penny off of the sale of PayPal. It was like so two billion dollars. Hopefully, yeah. he'll take some of that money and reinvest it into something else that'll help promote freedom. And should, I would have asked Regardless, him if he was a member. Did, yeah. Yeah. What? Did you ask him to sign up? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to, but I have his email address, and we're going to stay in touch. And I told him that there are a lot of people who would like to hear from him. And I said, you know, maybe we could open up some avenues of communication. He said, yeah, that would be fine. I said, I know your your, your schedule is obviously very tight. He's now uh, heading up an investment uh, seed company uh, down in uh, mm-hmm. New York. But, well, you'd uh, mentioned during one of the breaks, Gardner, that mm-hmm. this uh, Peter Peter Thiel yeah. had uh, originally created PayPal with the intention of uh, creating an alternative currency. turned out that that was um, something he couldn't do, I guess, whatever regulations were involved. And uh, so he went in a different direction with it. But uh, presumably he still has an affinity for that idea. And what better place to create an alternative currency than in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project? I mean, if there's not a demand for that sort of thing here with the, with all the Free Staters moving in, I don't know where, what there is. I agree. Is. I agree. He, he definitely uh, knows that he has a lot of friends in the Free State Project. And I said, hey, you know, maybe we could do an interview with you sometime. And so maybe we'll be able to get him on, on this show. Oh, that'd be uh, stellar. That would be a, a really interesting to hear about the, the experience of the creation of PayPal. So, and uh, Jason, I know that uh, he has heard of the Free State Project. I mentioned the Free Staters, and he loves the idea. So maybe we'll talk to him a little more. We'll see. Now, uh, we're kind of dominating here. Kevin, did you have something else for Varen while we got you on the line? Why the uh, counter isn't rolling anymore. Yeah, that's a software issue. Um, you'll notice that there are 7,952 new, new participants in the last seven days, which is more than the 7,650 displayed at the top. That's interesting. Um, well, yeah, isn't that clever? Um, <laughs> in fact, uh, one night it uh, read 15,000. I was really excited about that, and then I realized, <laughs> oh, man. We're talking about the counter on the uh, the top of the Free State Project website, so I guess right. your IT guys are ironing out some bugs. 
Yeah, what has happened is for the last year we've been working on transitioning to a new back end, and they just ported the database itself over to the new structure, and they've got some code cleanup to do and whatnot. So in the meantime, the numbers are just kind of sitting there. Those yeah, well, are not correct. They're that's what happens. Parts, you, you can never, yeah. you can't do a technological technological change without having some sort of bugs pop up. Kevin, thanks for thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you've got a question for Varen Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project, we've only got a few more moments remaining in the hour here. So, so what's the um? How many participants do we have then? It's uh seven thousand six hundred and fifty is what it shows at the top of the website. There's there's more than yeah, that. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what the real number is right now. But it's higher than um, that. I think so, but you know, we've been trying to unwind the code that, that came up came up with that number under the old system, uh-huh. and we haven't quite figured that that was written three or four years ago, mm-hmm. and we have not figured out how that code works. <laughs> so we wow. we're having a hard time coming up with the mechanism to calculate the correct number now. So basically, the Free State Project might be able to use a few more volunteers on the uh, the technical side, the IT side. Well, we yeah. The the short answer is yes. That has been the case all along. Um, as far as cleaning up this project, we're good to go as as far as the number of volunteers we've got. But in the future, absolutely, and not just in IT, but in every area, we're looking for a volunteer coordinator and events coordinator, um, and uh, a whole bunch. Of, well, advertising, <laughs> by the way, advertising director. I've told and, you, I, I I volunteered for that, but you're just going to have to handle. <laughs> you'll just have to handle free talk lives. Conflict on, of interest uh, on your own because I. <laughs> I can't uh, handle that end of it, but anything else, I, I'll handle the advertising. So you're saying that a uh, like a Free Talk Live friendly person could come in there and maybe be the advertising director. That'd be a good thing, <laughs> listeners. Maybe you should keep that in mind. No, really, seriously though, it's a great way to get uh, to get active and maybe get a little bit of a taste of a uh, bit of activism before you actually move up to the the free uh, to the free state and and help out the organization as well. So where do where would one go if one were interested in a finding out what different volunteer opportunities are available and b actually doing it um well the short answer is email me and, and you can reach me at president at freestateproject.org president okay. at freestateproject.org pretty simple um the best thing to do is is for now i'm the volunteer coordinator but we're working on trying to find somebody who can take that job off of my hands who will take positions and people and match them up that makes sense so, so, I, if, so if, if you like people, working with people, and HR is your kind of deal, I definitely want you to email me. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, you've, you've probably got a lot on your plate as the president of the Free State Project. I know that you've mentioned uh, several times how many emails you get. I mean, it's just it's overwhelming, apparently. And yeah, so, I have 1,300 in my inbox right now. Goodness. Wow. Um, yeah. So we've only got about a minute or so left here, Varen. Um, why Keen? Why did you choose Keen? Because that's I where took you a moved. tour of New Hampshire in the end of 2003, and Keene was the place that had all of the combination of things that I liked the best. Uh, lower real estate costs in the southeast part, but an urban-slash-suburban culture that had shopping and Main Street and conveniences. It, it was a look-and-feel uh, decision. So you had made that decision before uh, the Keen Free Press had had come out and some of the other uh, real key activists had sort of moved in here. Yeah, Russell Canning and I moved to Keene the same week. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's been, what, about three years now? Uh, two and a half, yeah. Three, it'll be three in November. Very cool, very cool. So um, anything else that you wanted to touch on? We've only got a few moments. Come to visit. Come to Pork Fest or come to Liberty Forum next year or come anytime. Yeah. If you're going to come when it's not a festival... Email somebody, email me or email the welcome wagon and tell us you're coming. 
and we'll, we'll roll out the red carpet. A lot of people uh, post on NH3.com as well, announcing when they're coming, and, and they just get people reaching out to them, offering right. help. You, if you tell me that you're coming, I'll I'll have coffee with you. Yeah, we'll go out and meet you. Yeah. Hang out for a half hour or something like that. Hey, Varen, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it, and keep up the good work out there, thanks okay? Thanks for having me. Take it See easy, man. Thanks. It. 800-259-9231. Varen Swearingen, president of the Free State Project. Hour number two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. We give them away. You know those other radio talk show hosts? They want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is for free. Freetalklive.com. Let's go right into the phone calls. Nikaya has been waiting very patiently from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nikaya. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's it, been a while. It's yeah. going great. Good to hear from you. Still in the still in the free state. Good to know that. What's on your mind? Definitely. Um, I'm really aggravated with the mainstream media right now, and they're total ignoring of Ron Paul and how he won the debate and is winning all the polls. Yeah, uh, you know, it seems like they they just want to say, oh, well, it's just internet activists. Although when uh, when uh, Howard Dean was doing it, it was a huge thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is this is revolutionary. You know, Howard Dean's a real contender. Blah 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 blah. Well, the fact is, maybe it is internet activists, but that just means that Ron Paul's internet activists are, are more than effective than everyone activists. else's. Exactly. And, and if you look at some of the polls, they're like ten times more effective. I mean, mm-hmm. they he he handily won. I think it was the ABC. Poll that, uh, Isn't it fascinating the inherent biases? I mean, you guys bring it up. It, it, even if it is internet activists, it shows that their internet activists are that much more active. That itself would have been a story if there were if there were other reporters out there who had actually uh, been interested in Ron Paul. But uh, apparently, they're more interested in the status quo and uh, the debates on Rudy Giuliani versus John McCain versus uh, all the other guys out there who would try to breach the Constitution in so many ways. Nikaya, I mean, ABC even even left him off the poll originally. Yeah, they wow. tried to do that, and and you know that's the thing is whenever any any of these polls come up and somebody leaves Ron Paul off, um, they, you know they they're like swarmed like bees. Right. You know? Well, that's why I that's why I said last week that this is unprecedented because if this were 1998, Ron Paul would be nowhere. Uh, he wouldn't have a shot. He wouldn't have the inter. You know, the internet would not have been able to get behind Ron Paul ten years ago. As uh, well, of course. It, there wasn't a presidential election. I'm just pulling a number out. Yeah. But uh, you know, now as as opposed to two, the year 2000, the internet's even bigger than it ever was in the past, and more people are connected. And I think it's really making a difference for him. Uh, I understand it's disappointing uh, when you see the me- when you see media do these sorts of things, leaving out people with a liberty viewpoint. Uh, but really, I mean, gosh, I'll take whatever I can get. Just the idea that Ron Paul was even in the debate is a, a huge step forward in, in my book. And if the activists keep up the good job that they're doing, there there will be no way for them to ignore him after time continues to pass, and he'll win the next debate inevitably, unless all of a sudden one of the other contenders decides to absorb his message completely, which w- wouldn't be unheard of. 
Um, but it would be a damn lie. But unlikely. <laughs> right. Hopefully unlikely. Well, you know, Ron, <laughs> Ron Paul um, has lived his message for. Um, it would be it would be kind of cool to, to have one of them um, adopt his message, but they're they're going to to lie about it because Ron Paul's been living it for since. Oh, what yeah. was he elected in uh, early nineties? Yeah, I think so. As yeah. a representative. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's proven that he is Doctor No. Anybody else? All the rest of their records, big government, big government, big government. Absolutely, it's so transparent and it's so flagrantly false. You could see John McCain a number of years ago. All of a sudden, he became a big pork hawk, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, you don't like all this spending out there. We had to do something about this." Like, where were you? What? The, excuse me. Hello. <laughs> you know, I should ask you on the line too. Uh, were there any moments when you thought Ron Paul really shined? I had a friend who was actually sitting down at a Giuliani event, and he was already for Ron Paul, and he said, "Oh, I love this. I love that." What did you think? Oh, when when he said that he would abolish the IRS and the the income tax and go and get rid of the Federal Reserve and bring our dollar back to a value, I thought that was incredible that somebody would actually say that, you know, in the mainstream press and get people to listen. Do you think that he had enough time to be able to articulate it, or was it just it was satisfying enough to hear that? I, I sort of wish that they had more time to be able to explain things, but they just don't. You know, it takes so long. There's to ten guys up there. Yeah, it's impossible. But were you were you frustrated at all that he didn't get more time, or you just say, hey, look, somebody struck a victory out there. At least he said it, and more people might become interested down the line. I think he probably got a lot of people's attention just saying that he would get rid of the IRS. I think so, too, and I think that he did a very effective job at communicating with the very small time segments he was given. thought he did a good job at that, and as he continues on, he'll just get more and more effective. He'll get more polished at it. Um, because I don't, he... The only thing I think he didn't have the time to express is that while he votes no on some things, it may not be because he thinks they should be illegal, but rather that it's not a federal issue. It should sure. be a state issue. Right. Um, yeah, and you know what? I, um, I I did find something on Ron Paul's website about immigration that I was really disappointed with. I don't know if we'll have time to get to, uh, get to that tonight, but I actually found his official position on immigration. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to talk to him more in detail about that when he finally comes on the show. But Nakaya, you moved to the free state. You moved to New Hampshire last year. Uh, you came out, and we had the, there was the meet and greet when Mark and I had moved. You'd moved around the same time, and we got to meet you at that time. Yes. You moved out to the uh, the seacoast area, and I was just wondering, you know, what are things like out there for you in the in the seacoast region, and how have things been going in the in New Hampshire for you? I'm I'm loving it here. I'm doing great. Um, I'm really liking it down by the beach. It makes me feel like home because I mean I was raised in Los Angeles and then in Florida, so mm-hmm. I'm used to the beach, and so that's you know definitely comforting. But I, I love not having to pay sales tax on anything uh-huh. I buy. That's without a doubt a great thing. It is a fun thing not to have to, you know, whatever the price tag is, that's what you pay. Yeah. I'm almost to the yeah. point of taking it for granted, though. Like, I'm almost to the point where I'm so used to not having to pay it at this point that it's just, oh, great. Yeah, there you go. No and you, you know what's fascinating is there's a push that's going to be coming in the next couple of years. We need more free staters here to fight. And uh, they're going to be pushing for some broad-based sales or income tax. And it's fascinating because they're going to apply the same logic that they apply to the tax they put on cigarettes, the sin taxes and cigarettes mm-hmm. and liquor, but particularly cigarettes, where they say, well, we can raise it this much because the other states are this much higher. <laughs> right. You know, so it's like, well, I can beat my wife twice mm-hmm. because the other people do it three or four times. Our cancer won't be as bad as <laughs> yeah. the other cancers. <laughs> so, Nakai, are you going to uh, Pork Fest this summer? Nikaya? I will definitely be there. Awesome. Yeah. We'll see you there, and uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231.
I mean, that's going to be the Liberty event of the summertime. Yeah, it's it's going to be, be that the uh, the Liberty Forum are, are going to be the Liberty event of the winter, and uh, the Liberty event of the summer is going to be Porkfest by and far. Yeah. Either there or uh, your square. <laughs> All right. So, uh, d- more calls from New Hampshire. Dennis, you're on the air on Free Talk Live. Hello. Howdy, folks. Hey, what's Dennis. on your mind? I wanted to give some good and bad news for stuff that's happened recently in the legislature out mm. here. All right, go for it. Bad news first. Well, bad news first, industrial hemp. It looks like it's going to be killed. Oh. We're not going to get our industrial hemp this time. Well, I, I, I don't know if I consider that uh, bad news, Dennis. I mean, I would like to see it happen. But at this point, um, with the amount of movers that we have, uh, we have 458 people in the, in the state. About 250 of them are actually movers. Another 200 or so were, um, you know, free staters uh, from the beginning, which mm. goes to show New Hampshire, and New Hampshire was well represented in the Pretty free state project, place, yeah. pro- project originally. And um, but I think we're just sort of at the hold the line point, and um, there's going to be some places that hopefully um, we can hold the line on, but it it also looks kind of tough for us. Well, on the flip side, it passed the House of Representatives, which was cool. It really? had never nice. done that before, but it did get killed in the. Uh, in, it's not formally officially dead yet, but the committee said they're going to kill it, and so that means it's probably going to die. But you know that's industrial hemp, and there you go. Oh, it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, unfortunately, some good stuff happened, though. They tried, speaking of holding the line, they tried, believe it or not, in the free state of New Hampshire, how dare they? They tried to ban trans fats. Unbelievable. What a stupid the, the, the proposal. Totally stupid. While it was in the House, they managed to water it down. It was going to be just a study committee, and they were only going to study it in children. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the Senate, and the Senate said, this is just a watered-down milk toast bill, and it, it, it's dead. Hmm. Uh, there's other bad news, and that is the minimum wage increase passed here in New Hampshire. That's pretty. That's yeah. pretty sad. Yeah, that was really lame. You know, Dennis, sad. I don't know if you were around, but uh, I got in a debate one time with one of the senators, Sylvia Larson, on a program oh, I was awful. hosting. Oh, it was so funny. This is just, it's just real quick. Uh, I got in this debate with her, and for people from outside the state, our state legislators only get paid a couple hundred dollars a year, $120 a year, basically for travel and things like that. And she couldn't defend herself, either uh, economically or constitutionally, as to how they get the power and why they should be forcing business people to do this. And she said, well, you know, we only earn 100 some dollars a day. I didn't know I'd have to debate you on the Constitution. I'm like... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Our legislatures don't know the Constitution. Well, go, go figure. Unbelievable. Hey, uh, Dennis, I don't know if you have more good news. If you got more, hang on. 800-259-9231. And you can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove that they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. Wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana? Go to NeverGetBusted.com to view clips of the recently released DVD that's gained world attention. NeverGetBusted.com. As we go back to Dennis in New Hampshire, you're back on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner and Mark. 
Hey, guys. So, Dennis, you're giving us uh, some bad news, some good news. I mean, the fact is, here in New Hampshire, it's not perfect. It is not utopia. Um, There's a lot of work to be done. And uh, the Free State Project members that are already here are doing a pretty good job of holding the line. But as you can see from, I mean, the minimum wage increase passing and a few other things coming through, that, you know, we're not doing a a, a perfect job of uh, of holding that line. So we need as many activists to move here and, uh, and help stand against the rise of tyranny with us as soon as they possibly can. But with that in mind, what's some other good news, if you have it? Here's some great news. We eliminated state, uh, straight ticket voting. In ah. other words, you go, into the, uh, you go into the booth, it is no longer possible to just check vote the D's or check vote the R's. That's huh. pretty cool. Actually, so they'll have to go down the list in every single race and check their preferred candidate now. Exactly. It's one chink in the arm. They're actually going to make it harder for the incumbent Democrats and Republicans. They're actually going to have to get out on the streets and and meet all their neighbors even more than they currently do. Mm. They're not going to pick up those votes just because they're a D or an R. So, by the way, this is good to this is good to know that even though the Democrats, who a lot of people view as more anti-liberty than the Republicans. I, I don't know. It's a toss-up to me. But it's but here in New Hampshire, Democrats are sort of of a different breed. Uh, here in New Hampshire, Democrats own guns, and uh, a lot of them do, at least. And so, you know, the idea that Democrats are now in charge of the New Hampshire State House scared a lot of people, and, and for good reason. I, they're going to try to push some anti-liberty things. Yeah. But to to be fair to them, at least they're it's not all bad. At least there are some good things that are that are happening here, and you know, even well, under their I'm, control. I'm not sure I'd call it altruistic or anything. I mean. In, in a lot of people's estimation, including mine, their thinking is, oh, this is going to mean a bunch of independents and libertarians are going to get votes. Where are they going to suck those votes from? The Republicans. Good. That's what a lot of the Democrats are thinking. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't really hey, matter. As long as it think. gets more free staters voted in, maybe some independents, sure. I think that's just awesome. Absolutely. You know, on some issues, it definitely will pull votes from the Republicans, and some issues so it will pull it. Do, um, votes from the Democrats. I do, you know, um, each piece of legislation has a pro-freedom side, if that pro-freedom side is kill it, uh, whatever it is. Um, so I, I, I'm for whoever's voting for the pro-freedom side on uh, the majority of issues. I think that they don't know what they're going to – I don't think they know what they're going to get hit with, um, because I think you're going to see a lot of libertarians running as Republicans and Democrats – here in the state, like Joel Winters ran as a Democrat yeah. uh, last uh, during the 2006 elections, and he won. So they're they're not they're going to be having to take on libertarians inside their own party primary. I don't think they're quite expecting that yet. Dennis, you got it. Hey, you know you know what fascinates me is just the morality and the ethics of basically setting up a, an institutional framework. That makes it less likely that people will really make choices that they they really should make on their morals and their 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 own ethics. You know, to to sit there and say, well, look, you know, it's really a shame because some people might stray from the party where they've sort of been trapped for a long time is a little sad to think about. So I'm glad you guys worked so hard, Dennis, to try to change things and prompt people to say, hey, you know what? Think about your principles. Think about your your the true issues that are that are really close to you and make a decision based on that, not just your so-called party affiliation or something like that. Look Look at things closely. And Dennis is definitely one of the uh, the hardest working activists I think yeah. here in New Hampshire. Hey, he's, oh well, thank you, thank you. He's involved. Hey, uh, hey here's one other really cool thing. Yeah. The, uh, y- y'all are familiar with the outlaw manicurist yes. Michael Fisher, who 
was trying to protest the the insane stupidity of the licensure type laws. Yeah, yeah he um, did, well he did bill. it. He didn't just try. He went out and did it. He uh, he went out and Cat uh, Canning, Russell's wife, went out and they went into the a public. Wasn't it right in front of the board of regulation for yeah. cosmetology yeah. where they did it? I think that's exactly. where it was. They went out in front of the board and they set up a little table and chair. He went and sat down. Cat sat down and he gave a manicure to Cat for a dollar. For a dollar, so he was an unlicensed manicurist breaking the law. And they actually came and arrested him for it, which uh, got some publicity and uh, got him in the paper. And and what what about it, Dennis? Well, it, it turns out a bill has passed the legislature and it, it's going to the governor, who is is expected to sign it. That would, I mean, it, it's not perfect, but I am fully in favor of any step we can take. Currently, to be a barber in the state of New Hampshire, uh, it takes 1,500 hours of training, believe it or not. Jeez. This bill would cut that approximately in half. It will require only, quote-unquote, only 800 hours of training to cut people's hair for money. It, right. It's a step in the right direction. It is. I mean, geez, that's a, a 1,300 hours? No, I think I've seen some 1500. posts. 1,500. Good Lord. I, I think mean, I've the, seen some posts at nh3.com, the forum there, that suggests that somebody might be organizing an outlaw barber protest uh, as a result. Uh, good. I need a haircut. So, anyway, that Dennis, thanks for the updates. Hey, Dennis, before you go, I should ask you, you, be, uh, you think you'll be able to make it to our uh, press conference tomorrow on education funding? It, it is unclear. Work's real busy, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I'll... I'll, you know, one either myself or Irina will definitely actually Irina will definitely be there awesome. to speak against the bill to the Senate and to tell them to their face, you know, what what communism is and what it looks right. like up close. Dennis, so. thanks for the call. We appreciate it. it. Now thanks. he's referring to you guys are referring to this sort of yeah, process that's going on here yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah, we're still fighting this. The thing. state is trying to take more control, more centralized yeah. control of education yeah, and absolutely. set standards yeah. and that sort of thing. And, yeah. and you guys are opposing it, not because you're opposed to education, but because you're opposed to centralization and because the government doesn't make things better, it makes things right. worse. And the bigger the government body that's, um, you know, uh, t- we're talking about in a given situation, the less likely that a situation uh, that the curriculum is going to be tailored to individual kids. Absolutely. Right. And this yeah. actually kind of takes us full circle because when I, we started the show, I'd started to talk about how when I was in high school, I had created this Doom modification for this video game called Doom from back in the 90s that included scanned photos, headshots of my uh, of the administrators at my high school. And, and you could literally uh, walk around in a level that I actually built. I built a graphics patch and I built a level for the game, which was a replica of the school cafeteria. <laughs> and so you could actually load the uh, these floating heads of the administrators into the school cafeteria and run around in there and, and blow things up and shoot people and it was you know it was wonderfully incredibly violent and uh, <laughs> i would have been i would have been probably arrested as uh, absolutely here's a perfect example of what i'm talking about because everybody's so insane about violence and kids these days that they they take everything way too seriously uh from fortbendnow.com members of the uh, the area chinese community have rallied behind a high school senior who was removed from campus and sent to an alternative education center after parents complained he'd created a computer game map of clements high school wow about 70 and it's people. just a map it's just a map 
just like I did with uh, the cafeteria. Yeah, you, you had more than a map. Away. You had uh, the ability to shoot school uh, officials. That's true. I mean, you know, this kid hasn't isn't even doing that. This is just no. a computer map. Yeah. I mean, you could he, he could have a, a remote control car race game through the uh, um, through the halls of the school. I mean, we, is we'll that... talk about what happened to this young man here in a oh, few moments. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves and. Bring up whatever's on your mind. School overreactions. This could be your kid that gets gets caught up in this stuff. More coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. Archives included an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website. For your downloading convenience, you just go and grab them up for free. In fact, we just posted the torrent for the month of April, so you can get an entire month's worth of archives all in one quick blast, download it to your computer uh, for free. Freetalklive.com. Awesome. Speaking of the Republican, or speaking of Ron Paul, the Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. That's sort of what we were talking about last segment with uh, libertarians getting involved in other parties. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, it's, th- these aren't Republicans. I mean, they're Republicans because they're in the party, but they're really libertarians within the Republican Party. Yeah. So we're talking about a story out of uh, FortBendNow.com. Clements High School senior has been removed from his high school campus, sent to an alternative education center. After parents complained, he created a computer game map of the high school. About 70 people attended the Fort Bend Independent School District's meeting recently to show support for the senior and his mother, Jean Lynn who spoke to the board in a closed session. While an agenda document doesn't specify details, the board is holding a special meeting to address the boys' actions and the discipline that was... there. The, the entire school board is meeting over this. Man. And the discipline that was meted out as a result, the boy's name was not identified and the district has declined to discuss his case. Richard Chen, president of the Fort Bend Chinese American Voters League and an acquaintance of the family, said he's a talented student who enjoys computer games and learned how to create maps, also sometimes known as mods, as in modification which provide new environments in which games might be played. The map that the boy designed mimicked Clements High School, and sources said it was uploaded to either the boy's home computer or to a computer server where he and his friends could access and play on it. Two parents apparently learned from their children about the existence of the game and then uh, complained to the bureaucrats who investigated. They arrested this young man, and then they went to his house to search. Now, the Lynn family, they didn't know better. They consented to the search, and a hammer was found in the boy's room, which <laughs> he had apparently used to fix his bed because it wasn't in good shape. But, of course, they had to have a reason. They had to have an excuse. So, you know, the cops brought this hammer out to the parents and said, what's this about, huh? And then they That's had to... That's crazy. I mean, they're, they're taking hammers? Look, it, it, what? I mean, what are they going to... it? Where's it going to stop? Well, apparently it didn't stop there, because the police then seized the hammer as a potential weapon. You're kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. This is from Fort Bend. And the the boy's dad allowed this? Hey, that's my hammer. They're the cops. What is he going to say to the cops? They've got guns on their hips. Could you repeat that location once more? 
FortBendNow.com. We'll post the link to the, uh, the story later tonight at BBS. Yeah, people might want to get in touch with the police force there in the school department. Well, apparently the Chinese American. I think they should report Home Depot. That place is full <laughs> of hammers. They're, sh- they're yeah. selling weapons to kids. Weapons, yeah. they, could, they, they could shut the whole Home Depot down. We need yeah, to start need checking IDs. Yeah. All right. Uh, so they decided that it was a terroristic threat, said one source close to the district's investigation. Sources said that although no charges were filed against the boy, he was arrested, but they didn't file charges. So, once again, just trying to scare kids, trying to harass them. Uh, they, they can do this. They can get away with just arresting you, putting you through the process, dropping yeah. any charges they might have, and there's no, rec- uh, co- there's no compensation you get. There's no recourse. Uh, quote, all he did was create a map and put it on a website to allow students to play, Chen said. The mother thinks this is too harsh. Sources said that although charge, no child's charges were filed, he was removed from the school, sent to the alternative education school, and will not be allowed to participate in graduation ceremony. They sent him to the, oh, him to the bad kid school, school because of this? And he can't graduate. Oh, my God. He'll get God. his diploma, but he can't actually walk. Well, they'll, they'll probably, I don't know. I mean, I ended up at the bad kids' school, and uh, we, we had our own graduation, and, you know, there was, I don't know, knife fights out back. and, and <laughs> Hammer fights, but, probably, <laughs> too. Those things well, I personally, I'm not a fan of graduation, but a lot of kids, it's important to them. It's, and, it's a good uh, time to take pictures. And hanging out with your friends and all that. He yeah. won't be able to do that. He'll be barred from Unbelievable. Uh, and all he did was create a video game map. That's I mean, it's just amazing. amazing. The, SBI, uh, the officials from the bu- uh, bureaucrats decided to comment, uh, declined rather, to comment on Monday. Quote, our challenge is people in the community have freedom of speech and can say what they want, but we have laws. covering What laws are laws? those? What? They didn't uh, arrest it. They didn't charge him with anything. What freaking laws are you talking about, bureaucrat? What an idiot. I don't know, Mark. What a stupid I mean, thing to say. <laughs> Just they can do what they want. Right. Th- there's no law here. Otherwise, he sh- he would have broken it, and they would have charged him exactly. with something. This is just some kind of, This is an arbitrary decision made by a bunch of busybodies. You know yeah, what? You should be happy he wasn't thrown in a gulag, Mark. And it's <laughs> how a bunch dare you get upset about this? And, and isn't it amazing the mindlessness of a guy who will spout out that sort of hyperbole when there's no actual structure to support <laughs> what he's saying? Well, That's they incredible. claimed, uh, the spokes, this is a spokes bureaucrat that said this, she claimed that uh, the laws covered privacy issues, especially involving minors, that the district has to respect. I guess that's their excuse for why they're not talking about the, uh, the story. Speakers, of course, they never talk about it. Bureaucrats, uh, they, they, don't, they don't have a reason to actually comment when they do something like this. Because if, if they comment, it could just dig them in further yeah, and make them look worse. Yeah. And so they, they don't have an obligation to talk to the media, so they very rarely ever do. Amazing. Speakers uh, alluded to the, the bureaucrats alluded to the seniors' punishment and drew a connection to the Virginia Tech shootings. An Asian community faces new pressures as a result of the shootings, uh, one of the people told the board members. We urge the school and the community not to label our Asian students as terrorists. We should teach our children not to judge others harshly and not to target people as being a threat because of their race. But Chen said Monday he and other community members don't consider the bureaucrats' actions in the case to be racially motivated and don't think they blew the incident out of proportion? Let me they get don't this, think so? Let me see if I can get this straight. This kid has a map that he's drawn. He's in trouble because of something he did on his computer. Uh, a family in Indiana, uh, two, two, two uh, Wiccans are going to get divorced, and the judge orders that they can't teach their child Wicca because he'll be confused. You have Ooh. all sorts of different instances all around the country where the state intervenes in people's lives, and the link between them all, whether it's a kid drawing a map or people trying to raise their kid in Wicca, is... The state that's getting in the way. That's the problem. Sure is. The bureaucrats in their positions getting paid probably far more 
than many of the other people in the community yeah. for the services that they're rendering. Bureaucrats get paid more than average, more than average jobs. Right, um, especially for the amount that they do. Yeah. Which is uh, crap. Which I, I can understand why people would want a uh, job as a bureaucrat. Yeah, I can right. I can get that because you know some some jobs don't even exist in, um, in the real world, and uh, you know otherwise you get paid a little bit. You get paid more. I mean, take a look at uh, private school teachers versus public school te- is teachers. Is it is it too much to question that? Uh, what would a system be like if you had a child who had done something like this and he was in a private school? Well, I mean, it, I guess it would depend on how uppity the uh, administrators were. If they were really I uppity, I can't they imagine could get them upset. being that, that busybody. I, if I had found out about it and I was his computer teacher, I'd pat the kid on the back. Like, great job, hey, good you, job, man! You made your own video game map. You might have a future in, you know, game design. Yeah, let's figure out the fastest way to get from class A to class B. In fact, when I was a kid, first going into the middle school. I had to draw where my classes were and try to figure out because I had very little time to get from one place to another, and I I knew that I could couldn't be a visit crime my nowadays. locker. Yeah, eventually I cut out my locker and just carried my bags and my book bag all day because I knew there was no way. And yeah, if they had found that paper version, would they have taken me away? Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's well, a scary no, they world. wouldn't have at that time. But now he um, means if if he was in school. Yeah, right. but you know, my dad had a forty-five. Over in his room, what if they, you know, found that in the in the house, and then they found my map, and then, you know, yeah, I listened to the Sex Pistols too, and that could have been bad too. You're talking about uh, stuff and yeah. everything. This is just one God more save reason. The queen or whatever. <laughs> this is one more reason parents need to get the, if they care about their kids, they need to do whatever they can to get their kids out of these government schools. Oh, yeah. Because whatever the private school's reaction is going to be, it's not going to be arresting their student. That's just, I mean, that's absolutely absurd. Unbelievable. Uh, So here's just yet another example of the government completely running roughshod over people's freedoms, and uh, they're trying to strangle people's creativity. The boy made a map of his school. Really, what's wrong with that? If you think there's a problem, I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. Does that freak you out, the idea that a, a young man made a video game map out of his school? Because I did this very same thing, and you know what? I didn't go and kill anybody, and I spent probably plenty, uh, several hours playing that map, just running around, shooting people in the digital world, and... Didn't actually kill anyone in real life. Never even considered it. Right. More on the way. 800-259-9231. By the way, it's a pretty good map, if I do say so myself. We're cut up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That is the pack, or the uh, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free. Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by going in, buying some stuff at store.freetalklive.com. Cool Free Talk Live merchandise. A lot of it brand new. It is uh, it is in the pre-order phase right now. So go and grab it up uh, because it's great. It's great stuff. We've got the Free Talk Live 2 gigabyte multi gadget. It's an MP3 player. It's a flash drive. It's an FM tuner. It is a voice recorder, all in one for less than sixty bucks. You can't beat that price anywhere. Uh, also, we've got the Free Talk Live ladies T-shirt. Oh, we've got ladies. two different types of hoodies: one zippered, one pullover style. We've got the Free Marketeer T-shirt, Free Talk Live brand new uh, version of our beanie cap. And the Free Talk Live lighter bottle opener combination, as well as all of our older uh, great products as well. So head over there to store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones and talk to Clinton in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Garden Mark. Hello. Hey, Clinton, what's hey, on your mind? Well, I, I was just tuning in and I heard the comments about the, 
the fascism and uh, the barber issue, and then I realized that you guys were main topic was the uh, domestic terrorism in the school. So we don't really have a we don't really have a main topic. It's free talk live. You can bring up what you want. So what's on your mind, Clinton? The issue about the barber really incensed me because I've lost a career in architecture. I went heavily into debt to become an architect, uh-huh. and uh, I'm in Wisconsin, and I'm sure that this is prevalent throughout the nation. Where um, in Wisconsin we have over 300 types of occupations, where these uh, private sector associations like uh, American Institute of Architects collect dues from their members, right. and then they literally write laws, and then they go buy a politician, a legislator, to uh, impute the laws into our state statutes. And they change them based on the market conditions. That's right. And to become an architect, for example, now you have to have a four- or a five-year degree. You have to pass nine uh, examinations like structural engineering, mechanical engineering, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, here's the good one. You have to volunteer to, to involuntary work for an, a, a registered licensed architect for what for can be many years, depending upon that architect's whimsical determination whether you can be assigned job duties that the state law now requires to earn these uh, credit hours to meet what they call an internship. Uh And uh, most of the firms, for example, uh, you got to be the girl who could trade the sex. You could be the Negro that could scream the affirmative action. You're going to be the owner's son who's going to get all those appointments by default. But generally speaking, what their incentive is is to keep people uh, out. They don't pay hourly. They pay salary. So you have to work 50, 55 hours to impress the boss. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have fascism in America now. This, it, it absolutely happens when it's, you get these, um, lo, you know, you get these unions um, that are that, that buy a lot, you know, they become lobbyists, lobbying groups, American and Medical buy, Association. Yep, there's all kinds yeah, so. of them out there. Every every last yep. one of them is restaurateurs. They they pass laws that are beneficial to their members. In this case, essentially, what they did was they they bought some free labor for their um, union members for. Um, people that hope to be uh, future uh, union members, yeah, and you That's can't right. you can't do you, you and they can't hold be an the act. Yeah, you That's can't right. be an architect without being a member of their union. And right. you know it's amazing. I don't know what it's like in Wisconsin, but the politicians get grease for this. You know, the people with the special interests will will pay the politicians and help their campaigns and so on if they'll just keep something on the books or just slide something in. And you guys are harmed directly, and the consumers are harmed indirectly or directly because their costs are higher here in New Hampshire. Just just to show you, we actually have a stipulation in our state constitution that says the state can only regulate monopolies or companies that are collusively pricing. And anybody who understands economics knows that in a free market, you don't really have monopolies. They're always open to competition. And yet, every year, they bring up new regulations to try to impose their will on businesses. Yep. And they'll overlook the very document that gives them their seats of power because it's in their best interest. I don't know how we can get around it, which tends to drain eliminate the me, government. Exactly. It tends <laughs> to bring me more towards the market paradigm. and just say, look, you can't even trust states that have very strict constitutions because they'll overlook them. Absolutely. Amazing. So is, how has this affected your um, path to becoming an architect? Did they change it midstream? Was it one set of uh, requirements? when you started uh, working towards yeah, it? They, and they... what, hap- what happened to me is uh, 
I was at the right place in the right time in the mid-80s when computer-rated design technology came on the scene, uh -huh. and I was on top of the world. I was one of a handful because there's only one architecture school in Wisconsin. I was in, on top of the world. Yeah. By 1990, I graduated in 86. By 1990, the older fuddy-duddies had realized that people with these computer-rated design skills could work and put out projects and in a one quarter of the time that it was taking them to use drawing pencils and papers. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden they come up with this internship program, you know, and with all the spin and the marketing that goes with it, based on the big lie about the safety, health, and, and welfare. Sure, it's always in the name of, of safety. Or the right, children. right. The, and the fact is, any problems always get mitigated in court anyhow. So uh, I wanted to also mention another anecdote. In Wisconsin, our state was one of the repositories of the Hmong that were brought here during the Vietnam era to the protect Hmong? them because they conducted the civilian assassinations for the Johnson administration. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. No, but I'm not. Wisconsin I know has, who they are, but I mean, I don't know the you know, right. history. Yeah. Wisconsin has many Hmong that were brought here because they would have been uh, retaliated against, which, by the way, I'm projecting our future in America, that this domestic terrorism is not going to last much longer. The answer to your question, how much longer can this stand, is just a matter of time when people are going to start retaliating. But back to the monks. I don't know, women, man. People are pretty women, Nobody would hire the men, see? So, so the women started renting these little shops and painting fingernails. Oh, right? yeah. that's how. Is that how the tradition started with Koreans? Because it's, it's very much a Korean right. profession. Right. They were everywhere. Right. So in Wisconsin, what happened is the licensed fascists, the beauticians, went and, and sicked the police on them, claiming that it was a threat oh. to, to to, to the health, Somebody could get a, a hangnail and, and it could infection and die. That's amazing. It's I didn't typical. know the history behind that. It happens. And it happens is, all over the place, and it's it's just the it's just what happens. People get into a business. It's like people moving into an area and saying, "Okay, that's it. Close it off. No one else can come in." It's the same thing. They move. Yeah. They start into a business, and then they say to themselves, "Whoa, we gotta pass some rules to make it so no one else can get in and compete with me. I need to ensure my my profits are gonna be as high as they possibly can be, and I should I don't want to have to keep working and try to keep competing and come up and and innovate and come up with new ideas and new products and services. I just want to rest on my laurels and keep uh, keep my clients coming to me and not, not give them any other options. That's what, these, that's what the mentality is. Whether they're actually avowed fascists or not, I don't know. I think it's just people trying to, to use the guns of government to protect their cushy little positions from future competition. And, and well, this is, we if, all if, suffer. This is what we need to do, gentlemen, because I just heard something that I have to help you understand. This is fascism. People need to understand that fascism is a format of governance. You're right. And we have fascism in the former United States. You're, our you... government and our corporations have melded into one. That that's is, what that's fascism it. is. Some people have said it's better to call it corporatism because everybody gets mixed up and all emotional because of the connotations with the World War II. 
and Mussolini and Hitler. But yeah. that doesn't change what fascism it, yeah. really is. Right. Uh, you know, a, I mean, yeah. it's essentially mercantilism, I think, is another word. It's a very strict definition for fascism, for mercantilism. And you're We've absolutely got, right. In political philosophical disputation, if you say fascism, it has a particular meaning. Absolutely well, you know right. what? We've got the worst of both worlds. Not only, and a great call, by the way, and thank you for it, uh, Clinton. Thank we you. appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We've managed to, in, in this country to get the worst of both worlds. We've got fascist uh, policies when it comes to corporations, and we've got socialist policies when it comes to redistribution of wealth uh, by, by force. I mean, we're fa- what do you call that? Fascio-socialism? Uh, fa- yeah. Fascism? Socio-fascism. Socio-fascism. That's probably the best uh, That's best a term. great way to do it. Socio-fascism. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, and, and, and it's incredible to think about how so many people excuse this stuff. I like mercantilism better than fascism person- personally mm-hmm. because... Well, people don't get mixed up, um, like you said, with uh, Mussolini and Hitler. And people think that in order to have fascism, you must have a dictator. Yeah. And um, mercantilism, oh. people understand, they do, they understand that big corporations are behind a great deal of the laws. They And, um, you know, the rest of the you laws what, are though, unions in, in and this, some other no, lobbying group. You're pawning it off on big corporations, but a lot of these laws are little companies. Little not not pe- the national laws. I'm ta- we're, we're, we were talking about state laws here with uh, nail, nail regulations. Regulations and architectural regulations and that sort of thing. These are little companies, mom and pop businesses, that are passing this legislation to keep other people out. Hour three's on the way. You take control. It is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want. We're launching into hour number three. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, and that is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Let's go right into the phone calls and talk to Ben in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ben. Hi, Ian. Hey there. What's on Um, your mind? I have a... I have uh, some news here about uh, Ron Paul. Apparently, today ABC published an article. They called it the Ron Paul effect. Have you read this yet? Yes. Oh. About uh, well, they they finally acknowledged his existence. They uh, which they didn't want to do at work. all. No. I have a feeling uh, John Stossel might have been a factor. Gee, I uh, I kind of like him, but. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this article starts by talking about how he won by a landslide in both online polls mm-hmm. from uh, ABC News and MSNBC, mm-hmm. but they kind of try to, to dust it off as maybe some crazy fanatics gaming the polls. Oh, they, to, they don't even, it, it doesn't even sound like maybe when they do it. They basically say, oh, look, I, he doesn't have any real support people. This is all just smoke and mirrors put on by that crazy Internet with those uh, weird computer hacker people. Yeah, yeah they, they try, they even give you the... the they say that it could be just one person who found a way to vote a thousand times, which right. they know, they should know, is completely impossible. But the thing I want <laughs> to bring up about 9,000 times. This, yeah, it'd be 9,000, 11,000 times on their own poll. Yeah. Right. And then God only knows how many times on the uh, MSNBC poll, because there were like 80,000 people who voted in mm-hmm. that. That's great. But uh, the the real story here is in the uh, the comments section of that news story. And you can't tell me that it got, oh, how many digs? This thing got about 12,000, not 1,000, but 1,200 digs by now on dig.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, 
there are only on the web page here for the, the, the news story itself 113 comments. And uh, there are comments on the front page of that now claiming that they've been deleting comments. And really? this whole wow. evening, I've, I'd been watching the number of comments undulating between the high 80s to mid 90s, up and down again. Uh, comments have been getting deleted. Hmm. You know, it doesn't surprise and, uh, me. It really doesn't. There are people that are working in major media that have uh, a vested interest in continuing the status quo, and somebody like a Ron Paul who comes along to rock the boat, they don't like it, they don't appreciate it, they're going to do whatever they can to uh, to shut down his message, including um, micromanaging posts like that. I, yeah. I totally believe it. A lot of them will just be malicious. But, you know, I, I don't... Yeah, they might have just been deleting some really you know weird or crazy comments, mm-hmm. But uh, if they're trying to censor it, they are doomed to fail because there has not been a single comment in this entire comment thread for the news story that has not been pro-Ron Paul. Well, that's Every just it. They, you can't win. They they will not be able to win against the Internet. Dig.com, um, we talked about their story last week when uh, Dig.com had gotten a cease and desist from a set of lawyers in regards to the HDDVD encryption code, which was a, yeah, just a string that. of numbers. It was posted on their website. They had gotten a cease and desist. They honored the cease and desist by removing that story from their site. As a result of that, the users of their site were outraged and started posting story after story after story, all with those with that um, forbidden string of numbers in it, to the point where, and they were digging them up and making them more popular, to the point where Dig.com had to step back and say, we can't do anything. We'll have to take our site off, uh, you know, offline if we continue to, to do this. Our, listen, our users are saying no. Our users are saying we want to post this code. And so finally, Dig.com got behind their users and said, screw you to the lawyers. We're going to continue to allow this to happen. You know, when the Internet, uh, dis- when the people on the Internet decide they want to do something, uh, good luck trying to stop them. You know, it's interesting. I get uh, emails from various publishing companies, and uh, some one publishing company, they what they do is they, they'll promote their authors. And if there's a particular story that seems pertinent and they're still promoting this author in his or her book, they'll say, oh, you know, this story is in the news. Here's how it pertains. Our book pertains to that issue. And they were promoting this one person who was uh, talking about intellectual property rights and how this dig.com story really shows that we need to protect intellectual oh, property geez. rights. I'm like, boy, oh boy, you know, can you dust off your ancient age? Right. I mean, do you read tablets still? Do you, <laughs> do you use a chisel? I mean, there's no stopping there's this. There's no, and it's no possible yeah. way. And, you know, I've mentioned before, like Danko Jones, one of my favorite musicians. Danko, if it weren't for the internet, Danko would not have been opening for the Rolling Stones in Europe. Because he promotes himself on the internet, he allows people to download his music. He's in favor of downloading. He got bumped from his Canadian uh, Canadian label mm-hmm. because he was in favor of Politics. downloading. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, people wouldn't know about me. I wouldn't know about D- Danko Jones if there if there was no such thing as downloading." Ben, thanks for the alert. Appreciate the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You know, since he brought up Ron Paul, I mentioned that. Uh, I, I I found Ron's I went to Ron's website after all the hullabaloo from last week and right there on his issues page is his uh, opinion on immigration oh, yeah. and I it's it's lacking it's uh, I I've got to com- almost completely disagree with it but he's uh, I'll give you his six point plan here he says uh, the talk must stop we must secure our borders now a nation without secure borders is no nation at all it makes no sense to fight terrorists abroad when our own front door is left unlocked this is my six point plan number 1 
physically secure our borders and coastlines. We must do whatever it takes to control entry into our country before we undertake complicated immigration reform proposals. I mean, you lost me at number one, Ron. I... I'm going to have a tough time voting for this guy. I understand he's the best of all the candidates, right, right. but this is really anti-freedom um, sort of mentality here. So impressive. Well, you should underst- know better than this, Ron, because the war on drugs is an abject failure. You can't stop drugs from getting into your own prisons, and now you want to do whatever it takes to control entry to the coast and to, to the border? You That's know, impossible. You know that I agree with you. Um, that I agree with what... You know, as That's far a as big government proposal it right there. Right. It absolutely is. Huge. Is he pandering? Does he really think... I, this way, I, I I don't know. He's he's softened his message since um, he's he's been this running. This is his official message on his website. Correct, but he's softened it recently, and he probably hasn't updated his website. It doesn't seem like they they spend a whole bunch of time there on that website. Um, but you know, now he's saying that uh, we should stop uh, welfare and and all that other stuff. That's in, in this. To... It's one of the six steps that I agree with, obviously. Right. But just I mean, come on, where are your principles, Ron? You can't stop people from coming to this country. And, you know, it's just that type of mindset that put forward things like Real ID and the immigration proposals yep. that they're still Which hashing between against. the House and Senate. Now, he's against yeah, the Real ID. He's been against Real ID. And one of the things that they proposed, uh, Brenner proposed this thing. They had immigration proposals about this, and Tam Credo and all these guys are in favor of it. Uh, they want to have businesses register and report all of their hires and provide documentation for all their hires to the federal yep. government, and if they don't, they can be fined thousands of dollars. The program's already in place. You know that, right? No. That program, there's a voluntary version of that program in place right now. Oh, and man. thousands of uh, business owners have volunteered into the program. They want to make it mandatory on everyone. Oh, so the, the infrastructure's there. Well, it's see, just a matter and of... That's the thing. Workably, the only way that Ron Paul could try to secure our borders... See, the first thought is, oh, secure the borders, i.e., a physical Wall. barrier and the and the docks, which is like, how the heck are you going to do that? Okay, then you say to yourself, well, if you want to try to secure the borders, then the only way to try to do anything to secure the borders is, how are you going to know whether or not the the border security is working unless you can check to see who is inside the United States, how many people are you arresting, and that then leads you to, well, we're going to have to find out if these people have fake documents and if they're employed. It's a, it's all a lattice. It goes yep. right down the line. And and as it goes down that line, our freedoms get eroded. Our freedom to do business, as you yeah. pointed out. Uh, our yeah. freedom to hire people without having to ask the federal government for permission. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all these things are going to be destroyed in, in our, the name our, of national purity, whatever the heck absolutely. that is. And our productivity decreases. Our standard of living will be decreased yes. because of this. You know, uh, who was it? Um, uh, the former Fed chairman, uh, Alan Greenspan, spoke out today, and he, he spoke out in favor of unlimited immigration because he says oh, wow. it helps us. Yes, it's good for us. It's the only thing that's keeping the Fed afloat at this point. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, exactly. the, the immigrants come here and they work cheaply, and it's it's they're you know they're they're buying things out there and they're keeping the economy afloat. If you get rid of them. Watch the crash. He, uh, he's got four more, excuse me, five more points on his little six-point plan here, and you'll see he's going to try to sound like a law and order guy here in a few moments, which is also kind of scary to me. Um, so, you know, I, after reading this, I really want to talk to the guy and find out what his mindset is here, because it seems to me that he's either playing politician and pandering uh, just to get votes, or he really believes it, which is scary. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The wiki is there, over 1,300 pages. That's right, 1,300 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go in and edit it to your heart's content. It is the listener editable version of our website. It's a lot of fun. Wiki.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. That's SACL CAI, 1-800-544-6359. We are breaking down Ron Paul... His uh, proposal, his six-point plan for immigration. Now, I like Ron Paul. I, don't don't get me wrong, okay? I don't want you to misunderstand. I, this isn't anything personal against the guy. It's I, just a simple disagreement. He's You're just not slamming wrong him. on this one. I mean, he's right on so many issues. He's right about making government smaller. He's right about liberty. He's right about freedom. But this six-point plan, or at least some of the points here, are in direct contradiction with the principles this man claims to uphold. Right. And I really think this is either... I, I believe this to be political pandering, because if you were a libertarian presidential candidate in the 1980s, as he was in 1988, you know a thing or two about principle. Okay? And so somehow he's gotten away from his principles in well, understanding that big government fails, it creates unintended consequences, and it never does what, it's, uh, what it intended to do. And, and if it can do anything, it always does it at a cost that's ten times higher than they'd originally estimated. Well, this would be the, um, th- this would be the complaint that uh, a free marketeer like yourself would have about, have about a libertarian like me who believes in some government somewhere. Ron Paul's scared about um, immigration. He's scared about coming out in favor of immigration. No, no, I think he's scared of... I, I, he's from Texas. Yeah. He's there. He sees what it's like. Uh, they're inundated, and, and largely because, um, I would imagine, uh, largely because of the government being involved, um, making welfare and all that mm-hmm. this other um, stuff, drawing people in um, faster. He sees immigration. He sees it as bad. He, he doesn't see that it can be controlled by the free market, and... So he's going to put a government um, program in place. I don't want to put words in his mouth like that. I don't know what he sees. I don't know what he thinks. But it seems to me that he's not thinking with principle on this particular issue. Because, think, yeah. it, because if you were to ask Ron Paul, now Ron Paul, you know, obviously he's campaigning as a Republican. I'm looking at his issues page here, and I don't see, you know, the drug war. Uh, he's got a personal liberties section, uh, but I don't think it actually addresses the drug war. Well, but I, I bet can't if you were argue to ask, too much with his ability to campaign. He has managed to get himself elected several, um, you know, every two no years. No doubt and, about it. Uh, no doubt about it. And he's and he's running against a bunch of other Republicans who are all taking the same tact, you know, more immigration controls, more programs, more bureaucracies, and so to that end, his message on immigration is somewhat different, and we'll go down the rest of his points here in a moment, but he's obviously still trying to stay in that camp and appeal to the Republicans who he obviously feels are very upset about the immigration issue. All Americans are. Well, because they've been misinformed and they've been lied to, and it's unfortunate that you can see Ron Paul come out and tell the truth about the Federal Reserve, which is a huge issue, tell the truth about inflation, tell the truth about uh, taxes, and but yet he still toes the line on this particular particular issue, and I find it disappointing. Well, yeah. uh, it, the issues that you've just mentioned, Americans aren't 
passionate about uh, whatever their feelings are. Um, how is the Federal Reserve doing? They, you know, are they can be okay. swayed. Is what you're right. saying. You know, they're they're not passionate. Whereas when it comes to immigration, Americans are passionate that these damn brown people are coming over here and invading. They're taking and our jobs. You know, they're you know, wrong, they're, but they're passionate. Right. Two things I'd like to mention about this. Um, first of all, there was a study done just recently. I think it was a county or a number of towns in Texas. Uh, where some economists looked at uh, just whether or not the immigrants, legal and illegal, are a draw or not a draw, uh, a benefit, beneficial or uh, detrimental to the economy mm-hmm. in, in Texas. And he found they are by far beneficial. Of course they are. Yeah, well, absolutely. Especially on a local scale. When you start figuring in uh, you know, national stuff, it can be a, a problem. But yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, well, so that's interesting coming from Texas. And you understand, and, and, and I think your point, Ian, you know, it does bother me, and I'd like to be able to talk to him to hear what he says so that I don't think he's being disingenuous. Because yeah. I, I like to think he's an honest guy, and he really is speaking his principles and, and, and what he believes now. Maybe he changed his mind. Maybe he thinks it's an immediate problem. Maybe he thinks welfare is so bad. I don't know. But the other thing that, that, that bothers me about this is, and, and we were talking about this over the break, is that Ron Paul, as a strict constructionist on the Constitution, has got to recognize, and I called it up on the, on the computer, Mark, mm-hmm. that the only time the word immigration appears appears in the United States Constitution is Article 1, Section 9 of the Constitution, Clause 1, which says the migration or importations of such persons, and it's not even immigration, it's the migration or importations of such persons as any of the states now existing shall think proper to admit, shall not be prohibited by the Congress prior to the year 1808. Now, very interesting, a lot of people think that that pertains to slavery. But it could also pertain to migration or importation of such persons as any of the states now existing shall think proper to admit, okay? And Congress was prohibited until 1808 from enacting any laws on the states regarding the migration or importation of people from outside the country. Mm-hmm. But this is the key, and this is where you've got to read the Constitution very strictly. It is the migration or importation of such persons as any of the states now existing, 1789. So then um, what that... Okay, and I, I'm going to have to unravel it a little bit. Right. Basically, it's saying that the states that are now existing right. um, have enough people in. The, they, they could say, come 1809, that they've. Um, Congress could step in in 1809 people. and say, okay, now we are going to tell you what your immigration laws are going to be. But up until 1808, it was always up to the original states, the original 13 states that signed on, the what, 13 colonies, not 13 colonies, but the original states that signed on the Constitution. When they came in. It was not. So you're saying it's legitimate, constitutionally legitimate for the uh, federal government to regulate the immigration policies for New England uh, and the other the original states. That's now hold it. on. It it seems to me that what it's saying there is that uh, you know come 1809 the Congress can make you know at that point we should have enough people here. Congress can make decisions for the original 13 states, which says that um, you know a state can mature in their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would say that largely we have mature states around now. So that, to me, the spirit of the Constitution says that it would be okay for the federal government to regulate immigration. I don't think so. I can I, see what I you're saying. But I, I mean, understand what you're saying, but I don't think so. And, and I just need to draw something that we were discussing during the break, which is, uh, and hopefully the audience will, will find this interesting, look it up, 1787 Supreme Court ruling was the first time that the Supreme Court essentially ceded the power to control immigration in anything other than the original states to the Congress. 
they always the states had the power up until seven, uh, 1872 to control immigration in their states. It is a f- concept of federalism that I think Ron Paul would, would behoove him to understand it. It was up to the states. 1780, uh, 1872, they passed a law to stop Chinese immigrants from working in the mines and working on the railroads because they were working They're for less. They're taking our jobs! Exactly. They were right, lower they price crap. competition, and that's when it started. 1875, look it up. People like Mark Levin and all these right-wingers are wrong. The Constitution states it clearly. Only the original states. A lot of good that's going to do us now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they ignore the Constitution at every possible opportunity. But one man who shouldn't be ignoring it is Ron Paul. Right on. So we'll be holding, hopefully, we'll be holding his feet to the fire on this issue. More on the way. You take control. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. We clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. If you're on the updates list, and it's free, of course, so go to updates.freetalklive.com to get signed up. That's updates.freetalklive.com. You know, we'll have to continue the uh, Ron Paul dissection here in a little while because the calls have been rolling in. we got to get to the phones. Right Let's go first to Lee in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Lee, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, good evening. Hey, you were just talking about the Chinese uh, being banned from uh, the country in 1878. But, um, yeah. I have a great story about the Chinese. I manufactured and invented and developed my own product in 1990 and then 98. Somebody decided that was pretty cool stuff because Lee's seven-year patent, uh, expires after uh, for a design patent for the product, so mm-hmm. we'll just clone it in Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't work, so then he went to Korea. That didn't work, so he went to China, thinking that's going to work. And he cloned a lot of other stuff, too, as we call him in the industry, a knockoff artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a customer call me from Arizona and said, hey, this guy's got like a thousand units, and he's like all but giving them away. You know, and here's the price and the whole bit. What What's the product? I mean, before you continue the story, what product was it? It's an aluminum automotive accessory. Okay. Okay. And so someone called and, you to um, say that someone called you to say that someone is dealing your yeah, your design. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to muscle in, and he's got like 300 items. He's knocked off. He got a big shot in the arm financially, and. Went to China and had all this tooling made and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, there's only one way to handle that, and we got to beat him up in the marketplace. How'd you do and it? So I, I got the price from him that uh, was quoted, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that for that. Eight months. Eight months? I literally had no sales. He still had like 900 and some units. So then he started doing a discount retail to the public, and I still beat him up. And it's 2007, and I'm still making my stuff, and he's still sitting on. That's fast. Good for you. So you're saying that this is a, you're saying that you were able to, without using government intervention, you were able right. to uh, to they take on like a, a, someone who is selling knockoffs of your product in the marketplace. That's correct. And Did he have you beaten on uh, beat on price? 
Not that bad. Not that bad. Uh, so how do you th- what do you think the, f- the factor was that allowed you to beat him? Well, I'd been in the market for eight years for number one. Number two, I was told, you know, I haven't seen his product. Um, even tried to order his product from him through one of my other customers. Mm-hmm. And got one of my products. <laughs> <laughs> he bought yours. Seventy-seven bucks to find out that this is still my box and my stuff. You know. That's wild. Um. Hey, anyway, um, Lee, really I just... have never seen it, but I'm told that you know we a lot of it's polished aluminum, so you know it's shiny. Uh, it's all in the eye of the beholder, so it was shinier than what he was getting, but the weld quality was better, and these are manually welded. Well, Lee, this is an eternal uh, question for so many people, and, and you know, you, we brought up the Chinese immigrant thing before, whether it's immigrant labor that can be procured for less, freeing up more of our productive, uh, productive wealth to be spent on other new startup things, allowing us to get more for our money, not less for our money. The entire concept of a productive economy is to be able to get more for your money, not less. You don't want government to make the choice for you, and I find it fascinating to be able to talk to a man who had Chinese people making products in a foreign land based on maybe a design that you came up with, dumping. Not maybe it. it yeah, was. Okay. It, yeah, and taking your taking your idea. Clone. So we mix. There's not a thing I could do about it legally because. Yeah, it was a design. And why pattern. bother? Then that's just going to raise your costs. I mean, if you have to hire a lawyer and go through all those, pro- and, and Who go has through that the process. biggest checkbook? That's what it always boils down to. Kodak well, this... and Polaroid proved that with their camera, that Instamatic camera. Who had the biggest checkbook to sue each other? Well, this this so is I what... knew that wasn't it, and I said, well, it's. The old Montana fashion, it's settled in the marketplace. Good right, Lee, way to go. And that's the thing that I wanted to get to is, you know, this brings up a couple questions. First, you have the abstract concept of, of uh, copyright or patent protection, which many people look at as the only way to protect someone's product and allow him to bogus. get the rewards. What did you say? Did you say bogus? Awesome. Yeah, bogus. That is great. And, and you're a guy who has been I might affected. have been talking to Dave. <laughs> Lee, you got to speak up more mm-hmm. because this is the type of thing that people need to understand that although we uh, sometimes reflexively think that, yes, the government should enforce someone's patent to his idea and his product, that in a world of freedom, you don't put the government in the way of other people taking something, finding out how it was designed, and then putting it out there in the market You know, themselves. the fact is, this guy, um, he, he hired whatever Chinese manufacturing firm to create this ripoff, and he cut some corners. Uh, he didn't yeah. do the welds as, as, uh, he, as expensively. He probably cut some corners on cost. And as a result, he had a, a slightly inferior product, and, and that ended up hurting him uh, in, the, in the long run. And you, you ended up beating him, not only because you'd, you'd been doing it longer and you'd had the experience, but you just had a better product as well. And, and congratulations well, to you. I let him win. It was as simple as that. And um, being Montana boys, we'll do a little less to maintain our job. We'll work harder and take a little less money. Well, hey, that's Lee, sometimes what you got to do. Now we know we have a job and we have some money coming in, and that's kind of the way it works. I don't know how it is over here, but it's just something in uh, people's training. That's, that's how it has to be when you when you own your own company. You have to be prepared to make sacrifices, and um, you know, standing on principles, as far as I'm concerned, is very important. It's an inspirational story. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the Lee, call. Lee. That's why I got seven, 17 years doing this product uh, in uh, an industry that my uh, Accountant said wouldn't last ten. So Lee, before and you it's go, growing. that's even that's even scarier. But I'm not bragging on my own stuff. But Bef- yeah, the whole point is Americans can compete, dial in, focus, 
And I got to tell you, for the first couple of months, I was kind of, my hemorrhoids were acting. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, what am I going to do? This guy's gone to China. Yeah. Lee. Oh, gosh. I mean, he's going to take me out. I mean, he's going to sell these things. Quick for question bucks. for you, Lee. We've got a, we got yes. other calls here. We gotta get, Lee, you I gotta, get, get I, on them. Uh, just wanted to check with you, Lee, before you go. If it's possible, I don't know if he could email you guys through the website or contact you. I would like to be able to get in touch with you, Lee. Uh, I don't know if you'd be interested, but uh, this is the type of thing I think would be excellent for an article for a Foundation for Economic Education or the Von Mises website. Well, why don't you give out your like email that. address card? Cause, uh, it's great. Lee, email me. I am at E-L-G, and then another G, R-A, N as in Nancy, D as in dog, E as in elephant. It's L-G Grande. It's Spanish for the big G at MSN.com. So there you go. And uh, by the way, Guard, uh, thank you for the call, Lee. We appreciate it. By the way, we've got to get you on our uh, About the Show website. I think I mentioned you need to get me a bio oh, one of sure, these days. Yeah, then we yeah, can get I'll you get a Gardner at Free Talk Live address. It'll be easier. Awesome. Yeah, just Gardner at Free Talk Live would yeah. be a heck of a okay, lot easier. Great. We've yeah. got to keep going to calls here. Uh, let's talk to Vincent in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vincent. Vincent? What's going on? Hey, what's on your Hello? mind? Hey, I'm just calling about uh, your interview with Russell Canning on Saturday. Yes, yeah. sir. I really, really enjoyed that. That guy is pretty, pretty amazing guy. He's an amazing guy. Um, the reason I'm calling is because whenever news comes out about Russell Kang, like when you guys interview him or when he gets arrested or whatever, there's a lot of, seems to me there's a lot of negative comments on the BBS and on the NH Free forum well, of people, people are, that are, you people know, are, uh, you know, divided and very on, opinionated on, when it comes on his, to uh, his, what he's doing and that kind of thing. I can't say that I, you know, I, um, think that, Necessarily driving without a driver's license is uh, working on the uh, in, in most important aspects of freedom and liberty, but I think Russell's pretty an amazing dude. I mean, it's the path he's chosen, and he's uh, he's walking that path on a, in a principled way. And some people support him; some people think he's hurting the movement. And I don't. Uh, and you know what? Let him critique him. That's fine. It's freedom of speech. I, I don't see how they're hurting. He's. I mean, what kind of PR does the movement need if we get twenty thousand people in this state? And we're all working towards liberty. We'll get it. And there's, I just don't see that uh, some people working this way and some people working that way. What was but, your comment, Vincent? Well, my comment was that what was what Mark was just saying. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, it's bad PR for the movement and whatnot." And to that, I would say, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with him 100 percent on on what he's doing, but I think that you know, I'm not the political type. But I don't think that people being active politically over in New Hampshire is what would stop me from moving there personally. And so I don't think that political types who would be wanting to move to New Hampshire are going to be turned off by Russell either. I would hope you know? not. And I think you're also dealing with a uh, armchair quarterback situation. And thank you for the call where you know people are sitting back and critiquing what the activists are doing here. But what are they actually doing themselves yeah. beyond critiquing? More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You take control even in these remaining moments, though phone lines are kind of loaded, so I don't know if we have time for you. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. We do ask that you support the show by going out and voting for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. If you've yet to do it this month, it's a once-a-month sort of thing that we need you to do. It takes you less than a minute's time. And it makes a big difference for us because the more votes we have, the higher up we are on the rankings of uh, the, the podcast. In the, the, at podcastalley.com, they've got a top ten. And normally we're number one or number two. We're number one right now? Yeah, That's we're good to know. Right. But, but it doesn't stay that way because it's <laughs> hot competition. We need 
need you to go it's and vote. A, a hair's breadth difference between us and uh, the number two show. Yeah, just a handful of votes wow. uh, difference right now. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com to register your vote for Free Talk Live. And then when you get a chance, head over to dig.freetalklive.com to help dig the show as well. There's two easy and free ways to help Free Talk Live. Yeah, Dig's pretty cool. Um, you know, if if we got a near the t- on the first page of Dig, um, there's a lot. Which we're a very a lot. We're a long way away. We from. are a long way away from there, but uh, it, you know, the more votes, uh, mo- the more digs, the better. And yes. you sort of have to keep your dig alive, though. I mean, it's you have to go back and redig every two weeks. Yeah, basically, that's pretty interesting. It's neat. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's working for us. I mean, we're we're number two on the news and politics uh, rankings, which is good. Uh, but we're <laughs> I mean, behind a show that no longer exists. That's true. <laughs> but we're still number two. But the good news is the show we're behind was Penn Jillette, and yes. so it's another hey. libertarian show. And, and, uh, and it's a hard huge to get celebrity too. It's hard to get too cranky about that. So 100% of the top two shows on uh, Diggs New to, News and Politics. But section. we are on the fifth page of their podcasts in general. Now there's a lot of tech yeah. podcasts in front of us, and it's right. a sort of a techie site. But man, there are a whole whole bunch of visitors. So there you go. Uh, Vote.freetalklive.com and dig.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, as I accidentally minimized my window there, let's talk to Chris in in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Hi. Uh, I have three questions questions for you guys. Yes, sir. Um, First one's for Ian. Um, What are the names and the artist names of the songs that you guys play on the show? Um, if you want to go to our bulletin board system, I think there's I think there's a list on the wiki as well. But if you go to the BBS and you search for music beds, then a list will come up. But just uh, th- there are a few of them: uh, Megadeth, Testament, and uh, Grip Inc. are the three really heavy heavy rotating ones. And then there's some other bands in there, like uh, there's a little Ministry, Pantera. Uh, but the, the, I think the whole list is is on the BBS. If you take a look at that. Two more questions. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, second one's from Mark. Yeah. Mark, uh, you don't have to answer this, but why did you go to prison? I went to prison uh, for second-degree murder. Um, you know, I happened to be around when uh, a friend of mine killed somebody, and I wouldn't, didn't, I chose not, I lied to the cops about what occurred, and tried to cover for him, and, and it really made a disaster, and then by the time I was ready to tell the truth, they weren't ready to listen. Uh, okay. And the third one, I don't want to have much time for this one, but uh, it's for Ian. Uh, Ian, what if um, God does exist? What What if God does exist? Well, which God? Uh, uh, any kind. Well, I guess it would depend on what kind of God it was, right? Right. Well, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that atheists go to hell or anything, but uh, I I always like talking to atheists about religion. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, it, it, I mean, there's different types of uh, different theories about God out there, right? I mean, they, they all oh, have yeah, to do oh, with yeah. there being a supreme being. Some people believe that uh, some people believe that God is watching at all times and micromanaging everything, and He's always there. Some people believe that God is sort of a hands-off God, where He just sort of created things and then moved on and created some more things somewhere else, and you know, created something. Uh, so I guess you know, also the attitude of the God would be important as well. Is it a is it a good God who actually cares about uh, people? Or is it an evil god that wants to be worshipped and idolized and that sort of thing? You know, so really, would all it would all depend on a, v- a variety of different factors how I would uh, react to it. You know, if, if there if it were revealed that a, a supreme being had somehow created the human race, then yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. If it's revealed that the supreme being wants to be worshipped, then myself as an anti-authoritarian would naturally um, rebel against that and say, "Screw you!" You know, I don't care if you're God; I'm not worshiping you. And uh, so, really, it's just there's a variety of different responses depending on what the God would be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. 
Thanks yeah. for the call. We appreciate, we appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I would like to. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in a god. There's no evidence for a god. But if there were a god, my you know, I think it would be. It would make more sense that the the god would go and create something and then go and create something else. I mean, the idea that it's micromanaging everything at all times and is constantly present is just an absurd uh, idea. Know, in my opinion. I look around the world and I see evidence for God everywhere. That's fine. Just you, let you know. You can see evidence for God, and you can. There's certainly. It's certainly possible that there are more evolved beings out there in the world. I mean, think about all the things that humans. I wouldn't can, deny that. I don't know. Think about all the things that that humans can create. I mean, the things that we can do. We create these computer programs, these simulations, where these little pieces of code go in and interact with one another. And of course, that will become more uh, complex over time. Robots are getting more and more complex. I mean, you know, what happens when uh, is it possible for humans to uh, to rise to the level of God, at least in, by some perspective? And, you know, I love getting into conversations like this, because even though there are obviously not always any answers and you might not find uh, uh, commonalities with people in the end, it, they still allow you to exercise your thoughts in such to such a great extent. You, you look at the questions about uh, uh, creationism versus Darwinism and things like that, or cross-species evolution. And uh, I've have, have had some fantastic conversations with people. This guy, 60 years old, where I was working part-time in this bookstore one day, and uh, this guy comes in, and uh, his name's Grover, and he's a, like a triple black belt, amazing guy, always carries, very libertarian slash sort of conservative Republican guy. And we start talking about Darwinism and evolution, and I had some thoughts on it. And I said, oh, you know, I'm I'm finding a little, I'm getting a little skeptical about some of this cross-species evolution stuff, uh, just logically speaking. He gets into this thing. He says, "Well, I pose my theory." I said, "You know, according to Darwinism, uh, you know, you lose a certain ability if you don't really use it anymore." You know, and, mm-hmm. and I said, "So hence the penguins, you know, they don't fly, they swim. Right? So Humans so have forth. muscles for gills on the sides of their necks. Yeah, that sort of concept." And I said, "But you know, unless it's a net negative according to the theory of evolution and and you know an advantage over the others mm-hmm. why would you lose something if it's a net zero you would still retain it and so he goes well guard you know that's a good point but think about this he said uh if, if uh, according to evolution it's a gradual change and i said yeah and he said well you know what and he says hence we get the theory that birds evolve from dinosaurs that sort of thing and i said yeah and he goes well what gives a bird with stubs of a wing any advantage to escape from predators over uh, birds without stubs of a wing. The stubs can't allow it to fly or mm-hmm. glide or anything. So if you're getting random mutation, and, and supposedly evolution, it's gradual random mutation. That was the original right. concept. That changes from one species into another species. Why would you get any advantage to escape from predators and a relative advantage to survive and reproduce? You wouldn't unless you had a complete change and you could fly. Or at least glide. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's how they came up with punctuated equilibrium. And he says, exactly. Which is what? I was like, I, no, I don't have another, any idea. <laughs> it's just another excuse for, well, we don't know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we certainly, we certainly don't know. I mean, evolution is, a, is an interesting theory. It's got yeah. some science to back it up. It's certainly got a lot more than the creationists have. There, there's, there's no doubt about that. But uh, that's not an argument I want to sure. get to. we got sure. more calls. Yeah. Let's continue. Uh, let's go to, or discussion rather, let's go to Alex in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Hey guys, how are you? Great. Good. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, first I'd like to talk about the intellectual property, and I'd be weary about like uh, sort of legitimizing intellectual property on sort of empirical basis. You know what works best, and I sort of think it, it should be sort of a approach through you know a philosophical background. You know what is property? Is in is, you know our thoughts property, etc. So 
even though, you know, without... Your thoughts are property like, until you tell someone else. Or well, write them yeah, down. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying I agree with intellectual property. I'm just saying that we should evaluate it to a philosophical background, not necessarily, you know, are people making profits even if intellectual property didn't exist? I don't think that would back it up properly. Yeah, I think uh, I, I like to try to do both, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. And, um, okay, I suppose the Ron Paul thing, I think I'm going to back him up I, I, slightly. And I think his, I mean, he has a very strong connection with the Austrian school, as Gardner does also. Mm. I've seen his Mises.org posts. And um, I think Ron Paul really understands the profitability of, you know, increasing supply of labor and the more people coming over to increase the productivity and wealth of the nation. I think he understands that. I think at least, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but my idea as to what I've heard from him and, you know, through his writings, et cetera, as to why he truly opposes it, it seems to be that he believes that the immigrants are going to set more economy than they do produce wealth, right? Hmm. I, I guess that's what he thinks. I, I think that he just, you know... He's I, seriously misinformed uh, based on his little six points that we have not been able to fully cover. Uh, it's, it, I mean, he's got some beliefs. Um, they're just erroneous, and they're based on misinformation. Well, yeah, I was, just, I was just saying it's not he's not opposed to immigration because, you know, he's he's one of these regular Republicans who, you know, I hate Mexicans. It's, I sure it's, hope you not. Know, I, yeah. I think you're right about that. I think he's just misinformed and he's taking these positions because that's just what he feels like. And obviously, we'll hopefully discuss it with him if we can ever get him on the show. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. And uh, we're out of time. It's been Ian here wow. with you. And Gard. And Mark. Hopefully, we'll finish the Ron Paul immigration thing maybe tomorrow night and take your calls about whatever you want. This has been Free Talk Live. See you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.